Welcome back to Borderline, my friends. The mystical musings of a mentally ill magician. I am said magician. Your host, podcasting's Danny Buckler. And if you're watching on the YouTube, please do hit subscribe, hit that like button, and hit the bell to let you know when a new video is coming, be it another episode of Borderline or some of the other cool stuff that I've got planned. Thank you very much indeed. How are you? How's your week been? I'm in the middle of the heat here. It's really, really hot. But I am now COVID-free, my friends. I can now... Ah, I can now truly take a deep breath and appreciate the fine incense of the Chakra Rooms Rams Bottom. Not sponsors of this show. There is no financial link between us whatsoever. Just a good friend who runs a good gaff that sells the good incense. This is luxury stuff as well. Oh my God, now this ain't your, your co-op incense your, or your weird... Bob Marley incense you bought back from Glasgow. This is the real deal. It smells like very heaven, which is where I'm sat right now. Wherever you're sat, that is very heaven because that's where you are and you are it. So, what a week it's been for loonies as well. <laughs> I've been I've been trapped. I don't know if I mentioned it last episode. Oh, I mentioned it just now, in fact. I have been housebound with the virus. I've not got it now. I'm free. I'm clear. I'm testing negative. But I did have 12 days locked up in here. 12 days to do nothing but surf the internet and watch YouTube. And didn't YouTube turn up some glory? Because it finally dropped, my friends. The trailer I've been waiting over four years for. For the, the trailer for Michael Flatley's cinematic debut, Blackbird. Dig on this. So <laughs> I can't bloody wait to see it. I saw the poster for this thing four years ago, shared on Facebook. I was so excited that Flatley was making a film. Full disclosure here, my friends. I love him. I love him. And why do I love him? For all the reasons you probably hate him. Um, I just think he's magnificent. And why? Because he's like one of my ideals in show business. Listen, there's, there's people in show business that I love. And the reason I love them is they are just that, just that batshit crazy. That, like, I'm fascinated, obviously, by madness, by mental, you know, abnormality. And, um, but people that are mad in the way that they get stuff done and they just live large. It's beautiful. And no one's living larger than Michael Flatley, let me tell you. See, I've got the kind of, my personality, I, I hate saying personality. I don't, but I'm, I'm very much with Ardy Lang on this. There are no personality disorders. We're just all wired differently. And some of us, are most, uh, the majority of us are wired a certain way, but some of us aren't. And, you know. We all perceive our own universe. We've all got our own stuff going on. We're all mad. We're all we're all mad people. We're all we're all um, residents of this asylum, this floating rock. One of the greatest gifts my friend Stephen ever gave to me was R.D. Lang uh, and reading his his whole take on the thing. The the maverick nineteen sixties psychiatrist and genius. And it, it, reading him, too young to meet him. He was dead before I was born. Well, no, I was I was ten when he died. I would never have met him, but. You know, he taught Stephen, Stephen taught me, and that, the acceptance of, I'm only just getting it now, by the way, but the acceptance of how you're wired, the acceptance of your own madness, not fighting it, not denying it, accepting it. You, you are this way, you perceive the world this way, and that's fine. He perceives it that way, she perceives it that way. This is your unique take on the thing, just as valid as theirs. And obviously, you know, if it's leading you to self-harm, it needs a little bit of help, a little bit of adjustment. But there you are. 
I didn't know what, that was a bit of a tangent I went off of. But what I love are people like Flatley, whose personalities are wired in such a way that they just do massive, mad, crazy shit. And they do it in show business and they write it large. Liberace's another one. There you go. People wonder why I'm obsessed with Liberace. There's your answer. Because he's just nuts and he doesn't give a shit. He will walk into a restaurant wearing a, a coat made of feathers and diamonds and sparkles with a train that stretches all the way out the door back to the silver limousine that he's just arrived in with his protege, his latest protege slash boyfriend parking up the car while he comes in to take his table, carrying his chandelier with him. I love it. I wish I could do it. I wish I could do it. My personality quirks are the quirks where I have all the ideas, but then when it comes to execution, I don't follow through because I'm too scared of what other people think. At least I was. Borderline's here now, mates, and it's getting turned out on the regular. I've overcome that one, I think. You know, this is the thing. I'm great. I can create the thing. I'm creating the thing right now. You're listening to the thing or you're watching the thing. I can create the thing. I just can't bloody sell it for love nor money. It's like my Edinburgh. I can create Edinburgh shows. I can't sell them. I've got, I'm not wired that way for that sort of business side of things. Everything overwhelms me. I don't get stuff done. But flatly, he gets stuff done. So when he has an idea, it happens. And it doesn't just happen. It happens massive. It's like James Cameron in movies. James Cameron, I'm making a film about the Titanic. Everyone in the world, oh, get bent. No one wants to hear that story. It goes massively over budget because it's been the way it's been filmed. This is going to be a disaster when it comes out. No one's going to watch. Next thing you know, highest grossing film of all time. Then back he comes. I'm making a film about Smurfs in space. Everyone. No one needs this. Star Wars is the big sci-fi franchise. Away with you, James. Make us another term. Nope. I've decided. I've had a vision. I want a film about space Smurfs. And it gets made. Millions and millions spent, and it becomes, again, the highest grossing film of all time. It's weird. It's like he's got a magic power. Everyone tells James Cameron these films are going to fail. The studios get antsy. These films are going to... Next thing you know, he's setting records. He's got a new Avatar coming out. I saw the trailer for it recently. I couldn't give a shit about Avatar. Bored. First one bore me. Don't want to see this one. But everyone's saying... Mate, you're too late with these sequels. That should have been 10 years ago. Avatars, yesterday's news. No one's going to go for the sequels. It's James Cameron. Do not bet on him. Do not bet against him, sorry. He's, his, his weird powers, his weird ways of defying the odds. And I tell you, that'll be the next highest grossing film of all time. Or it'll be a disaster. I'm not a psychic. I've got no idea how it's going to go. But it is weird, isn't it? And the sort of the things line up for him. Flatley's one of them. You know? Creates that piece for the Eurovision Song Contest. No one knew what Riverdance was. I remember seeing it. I remember watching that Eurovision Song Contest. Sat at home. Sat on the floor. Fire going. Watching the Eurovision Song Contest back in the day when there's only four channels. And then there's this, we've got this little cabaret thing set up. This uh, Gene Butler comes out. Doodly, diddly, 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 diddly. Bearing in mind, no one's seen Riverdance at this point. So that thing of the lot, no one's seen it. Then um, diddly, 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 then she goes off and on he comes. Blue, silky shirt, bellowing in the wind. A mullet on. A mullet. <laughs> even, by the way, that was naff even then. I did, the, the mullet was always bad news. The, like, he was sporting a mullet when everyone else had, had tried that style and discarded it for the ridiculous thing that it is. If you're not sure, I'm not sure what I'm referring to. 
mullet is hair that is long at the back but ridiculously short at the sides and top. And he had a curly-haired mullet as well. Awful. But still cool when he came out. Did the thing. No one's seen it before. The energy, the dynamism, if that's even a word. Off he goes. Back on comes the girl. Then they all start coming out, don't they? Then more come out. Then more come out. Then you've got that line. Then he comes out with Gene Butler down the front with that line behind them. It was perfect. What a moment in television. No one's seen it before. The synchronization. The feet. Everything's matching up. Boom! And then. The presenter instantly kills it dead. Everyone's on their feet applauding this miracle. And then this, the, the guy that's hosting the show. That's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> killed, all right. They, that was the end of that. Then killed it dead. Just keep your mouth shut. Let the moment sit. People can't be silent, especially MCs. When a moment's beautiful, let it sit. I remember Monkhouse on the lottery show when... Um, Vanessa May had just done I'm Down for Lacquer Johnny, a song she put out. Oh, on the violin, loads of different drummers from around the world. Maori drums, Irish drums, Scottish drums, Indian drums. It was a beautiful happening. And Monkhouse, the host, when it ended, he just let the applause. He didn't come in with a joke or try and be clever. or part. He just watched the whole thing. The look on his face. I can remember it, just him watching it, looking, like really appreciating it. And at the end, just letting it sit, letting the applause just sit. And then doing his job, ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa made beautiful, but not trying to come in with a thing, trying to sort of make himself part of it or insert himself into the thing, just letting the thing happen and doing the job of a beautiful MC, as opposed to, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. No idea who the guy was. Anyway, all time, what are we doing here? Right, so Flatley's back though, isn't he? River Dance begat Lord of the Dance. And now he's back with the Blackbird. <laughs> he's made a spy film. And I love it. It looks absolutely crap. I can't tell you. I can't lie to you. But I don't care. It's flatly being a loon and I'm up for it. I'm going to pay my five at the see it. See anyone else, any other person on it. He's not even an actor. He's a dancer. Do you know what I mean? Anyone else on Earth would be thinking, I've always wanted to be James. I bet I'll be a cracking James Bond. You know, I mean, I'll make an amazing James Bond. I'll be better than that Daniel Craig, I'm telling you. I've seen his films. I'll be a much better James Bond. And that's as far as the chat goes. Not with Flatley. <laughs> oh, no. No, he's got that, let's do stuff. He'll be a great James Bond. I tell you what, let's make a James Bond film. That's it. That's the thought. Boom. I'll tell you, that's all it was. It was a second. I'm going to make a James Bond film. I ain't got the rights to James Bond. I can't use the name. I'm going to invent my own spy, Blackbird. But everything else, is, it looks like Bond in everything but name. He's even wearing like a dicky bow. There's even a casino scene. He's got it all lined up. There's a scene, in a, this is all in the trailer. He's got a casino scene, dinner jacket. He's got the boat and the thing. Um, he's got Eric Roberts playing the big baddie. Again, another reason to show up. Roberts is quality. If you're making a B, a B film or even an A film, he still does does A stuff as well. Eric Roberts, there's your villain of choice. Fantastic in The Dark Knight. Fantastic in The Expendables. Fantastic back in the day in the Best of the Best franchise. I love Eric Roberts so much. Pardon me scratching my nose. Still itchy from the vid. I love Eric Roberts. 
That's how I want it. I'm shredded, still shredded. He's an age now as well, but he's still shredded, still got it, and still could convey menace with a glance. Fantastic actor. Oh, I, I, Eric Roberts gets his own episode, mate, let me tell you. So he's got him playing the big baddie. He's chosen well. Patrick Bergen's in it, who's, um, I remember, as uh, sleeping with the enemy with Julia Roberts, with Julia Roberts, Eric Roberts' brother. Once again, this show is fascinated by synchronicity. I sit down, I press record, I open my mouth, and the synchronicities happen as I let my brain go. That's what this podcast essentially is, which is why it's such a hard bloody sell, you know, for podcasts to take off. You need a niche. Oh, it's a movie podcast. It's a gardening podcast. It's a, This one, it's just a loony ranting. It's a, it's a personality disorder let loose on your ears. But yeah, Julie, uh, Patrick Bergen's in this film. Patrick Bergen was in Sleeping with the Enemy with Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts is Eric Roberts' sister. It's the circle of life. That's what I know him from. Films in the 90s like that. Sleeping with the Enemy. He's the baddie in Patriot Games. Um, but most people now know him as Aiden from EastEnders. Not locking in for that. The man's a working actor. You have your peaks, you have your troughs. Do you know what I mean? No one stays at the top forever unless you're Tom Cruise. But he's in it. No idea what he's... He looks like he's playing the wise old handler who's trying to lure Blackbird back to back to a life of espionage and intrigue, you know, and, you know, come back here, we need you. You're the only one who can do this. I'm not that man anymore. Flatley's not that man anymore. He's a man with a past. Uh, Blackbird has sinned. As the trailer tells us, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned and I am about to sin again. Oh, the Blackbird is going to come out swinging, swinging for Roberts. Roberts is going to push the Blackbird too far, and back he comes. Why his codename is the Blackbird, I don't know. I think the character's called something like Victor Blackley or something like that, or there's some the word Black's in his name somewhere, so he's chosen the moniker of the Blackbird. I would, if, if there was choice involved in choosing the bird, you're going to be, I'd be the Falcon, personally. If I was going to be a spy, that'd be my one. The Falcon. Beware the Falcon. The Falcon's coming back of retirement. Or maybe another animal, I don't know, like the ferret. <laughs> Who knows? The ferret's on the loose. I'm not that man anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. But yes, I'm up for Blackbird. Blackbird's obviously got a pass. There he is in the trailer shouting over his Lamborghini. You've got to get past this. I can't get past this. What's it? What is it he can't get past? His dancing background? Is that come back to haunt him? Will he incorporate dance into the film? I'm there to find out. Is that the Blackbird's thing? Oh, I was a spoy back in the day and then I retired and now I've got the dancing. That takes care of my desire to kill. That keeps me abused. <laughs> Good old Flatley, the master manifester is back. He's a master manifester, but if you're into all that shit, all the kind of, you know, the manifesting, there's your man, there's your man to look at. Has an idea, gets it done. There's no mucking about. I mean, he built Riverdance from nothing, you know? There's a fantastic clip, by the way, when he's been, uh, it's online, it's him dancing on a show. It was called Not the Royal Variety Performance. It was a one and done thing that ITV put, back, put out back in the day. It was supposed to be a, a Royal Variety show, but with no roles involved and alternative acts. Penn and Teller were on it. And uh, it was one of the first times they, they came to the UK. And uh, Simon Drake was on it. He was massive at the time. Brilliant magician, Simon Drake. 
Um, various, and a hypnotist, whose name I've forgotten, but that, that was the big thing. He was the first hypnotist to do a spot on television uh, as a, a stage hypnotist. And Flatley did a, did a piece. Flatley did a, a routine that was going to be the basis of what was going to become Lord of the Dance. But at the time of recording, it wasn't. At the time of recording that show, he had no backing or anything. He'd just been binned off from Riverdance and he was trying to get Lord of the Dance off. And if you watch that clip, there's manifestation in action. There is a man. He's got no idea that Lord of the Dance is going to work out for him, which like it does, and make him the 17th richest man in Ireland and getting living in a castle and then one day get to be the Blackbird. All he knows is he's been sat from river dance and he's, he's literally dancing for his life. And that dance is a magic spell because that was the thing that did it. He did that performance and then he got his backers, he got his investors and he got everything like the business stuff that I'm crap at. As I mentioned before, I ain't got that level of madness like Flatley. I can't go out there with nothing and risk all for a million. I don't know how you do that. I can go out there and risk all. I can go out and do shows. I can do stuff. It's the business side of it, man. There's the block for me, hence the YouTube and not mainstream telly. But there you go. But there you go, see? Straight away right there. I'm just dashing off. No, you can't get on telly. You can't get on the radio. You can't get into the... Yes, you can. You can now. Thank you, internet. It's one of the few good things about the internet. You can. You can find your following. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Thank you for your help with that, by the way, if you're sharing this podcast. Find your tribe. Find the others. Timothy Leary's thing, isn't it? You've got to find the others. Turn on, tune in, drop out. Find the others. They're out there. And you can find them. Find your tribe. Like Flatley. He's finding his tribe. And this is the thing. Yes, people are taking the piss out of that trailer. I am. You've heard me. I still love him, by the way. I do love him. But... You know, I'm making jokes because I'm a, but the simple truth is, does it matter? No, because there's millions and millions of people that aren't. There's millions and millions of people that are his fans and his followers. And they're his tribe and he's found them and they will love that film. He's made a perfect thing for them. And probably for me, if I'm honest, I'm gonna, I'm, I know I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I am. Just as I enjoyed every second of Lord of the Dance and just as I enjoyed the bits of River Dance when Flatley and Dream Butler on stage because the rest of the show was balls. But when those two are on stage, either either doing solo pieces all together, that's when the theatre ignited. A lot of padding in River Dance. I didn't need the sort of uh, a lot of it. How am I doing for time anyway? Christ, I'm 20 minutes in and all I've talked about is Michael Flatley's Blackbird. <laughs> which is not a euphemism it's the film he's got coming out I love the people that live large I love the people that live their madness my mate Stephen my late friend Stephen was very much like that there was a guy that lived to the beat of his own drum there was a guy that would have an idea in the morning and it would be actualised by the evening he had that ability to just drop in and create constantly creating he was courses books music the music was his big passion but the courses paid the rent it's been a weird week for that and all. Long story short, he's got a, there was a website that was set up after he died where all his courses were available. And, and they still are, by the way. Go and get them now. But um, they're just now, uh, it's going to be really, really cheap to get them. They used to be like four or five hundred quid each. And there's like 19, 20 of them. And they were worth it, by the way. You got good, a good, they were good instruction. But now you can get the whole lot. 
everything he ever did on that site for about $23. So go and have a look at that if you want to get into his stuff. Uh, Barefoot Doctor something. Uh, you'd have to Google it. Barefoot Doctor something. I don't even know what the site's called. But um, it's well worth a look, man. Let that man into your ears if that's your line of interest. But those that's the thing. These, these people that I love... Or people talk about manifesting. Oh, manifesting your own reality. You can create your own reality. And most people that say that don't. You know what I mean? They talk about it. Yeah, you can use energies to create your own reality. But then you look at like they, they can't pay their rent. They, 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 there's no creation. There's nothing that... But people like that, that really do create stuff. Flatly is a perfect example of it. Just that I can have an idea in the morning and I'm going to actualize it by tonight. And money's not going to... I mean, he's rich now, but he weren't always. Even when he was skint, that was the way he lived his life. Creating, creating, creating. Stephen... Stephen wasn't rich. Quite the opposite, in fact, towards the end of his life. It didn't stop him. If he had an idea, it got done and it got created and it was out there and it existed in actuality. Real magic. Taking something from the imaginary and putting it into the real. He was incredible at it. And transforming it into money. You have the idea, you take the idea out of the imagination, put it into reality, then you sell it and then you've created money from nothing. Money from an idea. That's real manifesting, as opposed to sitting on your couch and imagining your life's better, then opening your eyes and wondering why it isn't. I tell you, the universe doesn't give a toss what you think. It does give a toss what you do. Werner Erhard, mate. Mm. The founder of Est, who will get his own show one day, because that man was a big influence on me. How am I doing for time? I've covered Blackley and Flatley and Blackbird. <laughs> I wish I was a crazy guy in the way that Flatley is and the way that Liberace was and the way that, you know, these mad prince, these people that just lived so large and didn't give a shit what you thought. I'm not. I'm more mad like my neighbour. I'm desperate to find out about this story, by the way. There's a, a neighbour at the back of our, where I live, this house is like, it's like a square of houses and it's not a communal garden. We've all got our own gardens, but they're um they're all back onto each other. So it's like a big sort of square that's divided up with fences and actually. And whoever's moved into that corner, I don't. I want, I'm desperate to know the story, but I, I in my COVID, I'm lying in my COVID A's upstairs. Um, uh, you know, past the worst of it, so I'm all right, but I'm still isolating. I've got the windows open. It's a hot summer's night and. I'm sitting there, I've got the laptop up on my knees, I'm watching YouTube, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching Flatley's trailer for Blackbird, and um, I suddenly hear, shouting, this is like at one in the morning, in the back, oh, not our alert, you know, someone's shouting, it might be a full moon, you know, but he's shouting, I've never seen the bloke, but he's shouting, I'll not go back in there, in my own home! My own home. And there he stands. In his underpants. I open my door. And there he is. With his trousers round his ankles. I'll not go back in until he's gone. <laughs> I want to know the story behind that outburst so badly. This is a big bloke going by the volume of his voice. And the shadow he was cast in. Uh, I don't know what's happened. I don't know who this other protagonist is in the story that showed up on his front door in his underpants. But I would, oh, anything to have a, a spy cam in there right now. 
to see how that was resolved. I'll not go back. He's shouting it. I'll not go back in. People are going, shut up, shush. Do not shush me. He's shouting at them across the thing. Do not shush me. He stands there in his underpants. <laughs> He's going to say it. Who is the mysterious stranger who stands there in his underpants? I'll bring you more to this story when I have more. Who is the phantom underpant wearer of Guildford Town? Sherlock Buckles shall investigate, but this what was I'm hearing this man shout this but he obviously he sounds like he might be a little bit on, you know. There might be a bit of the old personality disorder there. I'm not taking the piss because you never know. He could be, you know, because I'm sitting there listening to him and I'm thinking about him shouting in his frustration. He's obviously frustrated. That ain't funny. The underpants thing is funny. Whatever's, you know, that whatever the situation is. But anyone being that frustrated, I get like that. Not to the point where I'm going to shout in the garden. And um, I'm sitting there thinking there's no, there's, I'm I'm closer to him than I am to Flatley. You know, I'm closer to Howling at the Moon than I am to producing a million dollar grossing movie. <laughs> but there's just one chromosome in it. There's one, there's a few neurons. That's all there is. Just a few neurons firing between being able to manifest a movie or a a dance show or something big and spectacular and being in your garden shouting about the stranger in his underpants at your front door just a few neurons in it and me sitting there somewhere in the middle of the two how am I doing for time Oh, there's your borderline for this week, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for indulging me in my my meanderings. I never plan it. It starts and it ends. What happens in the middle is anyone's guess. But do subscribe to the channel, please. And uh, I'll see you on the very next borderline. Take care, my friends. Loads of love.